Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Elizabeth, I want to take each and every one of our readers back in time. Oh, okay. We're going. Does that include me too, or just the readers? And you, and oh, me. I'm excited. Zane in the room, readers at home. We're going back to our teenagehood. Oh no, why? Because why? because it's a group uh, group suffering. Okay. This. <sighs> uh, I I want to take us all back to a time, and if you can recall. Say being a teenager and seeing someone a few uh, trying to interact with pe- uh, someone of the opposite sex a few a- uh, ages above you, Ooh. and how totally inept, well at least I was in that in, in in that endeavor. You know, if you're in grade nine and there's a a girl in grade ten or eleven uh-huh. in your area and just uh, uh, yeah, uh, I, I have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Just your tiny little teenage brain can't handle. The, because I went through high school uh, doing a lot of productions, so theatre, th- a lot of shows and all that, and you get mushed together with all di- uh, all different grades and just a terrible, awkward time of just, wow, look at those. They're women in comparison because they're older. I, uh, oh, wow. Not to mention the fact that we mature a hell of a lot faster. Yes, 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 that's, a, that's one. See, you- I can't relate in that way because I was always assumed to be much older than I was, and so I was uh. always you know, getting myself into trouble chatting to people who were quite a bit older than me. And then they're like, oh, you're only 14. I'm going to back away slowly into the bushes yeah, now. Yes, fair, fair enough. Yeah. But um, oh, very, very awkward, embarrassing Look, part of life. As part a teenager, like actually having to relate to somebody who you have a crush on is very difficult. Oh, yeah. Like regardless of, of how old you are. I always used to find that um, I had crushes on gay men without realising that oh, they were gay. That's a classic. And so I was classic. doing like my best flirty eye batting and I was thought because we were being touchy-feely that it meant that they liked me, but it was just because they were very affectionate and a little oh, bit femme. No. <laughs> I don't... I, I don't know if we. I don't know how many. Um, I don't know how many teenagers we we uh, have listening to this pod. But what would you give to? What would your advice be to those teenage uh, teenagers now going um, through the same thing? Oh God! Like this. This too shall pass. Like, yes. I don't think there's any advice I can give you that will help make teenage communication easier. Yeah, it's a bit like most things in your life are embarrassing or awkward or difficult. Uh, this is just another one to put on the put on the tab. But also, Sorry, kid. Don't grow. <laughs> up it's a trap <laughs> yeah take your time take your time growing up at least stop wishing away those years because you'll get to your 30s and 40s and be like those were the days I and then you wanted, become that person all i wanted to do today was remind everyone listening of that one or two one moment in their history 
when so they you've totally... embarrassed us all. Oh yes. Yep. Yep. This is a it's a group effort. This one. Welcome to Ghost the Boyfriend's Past. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> this is something I was reflecting on earlier group today. Group therapy <laughs> through trauma. That's what we bring to you. That's I'm right. Liz Best. I'm Tom Harris. Hello, everybody. I hope you're well. This is one of our main episodes. We're recording at night, which is strange. Yes. Normally we record during the day on a Saturday, but thanks to some lovely building works in mm, the last episode, we yes. decided to postpone this one so that there wasn't hammers and jackhammers and buzzsaws going off. We are nocturnal creatures today. I'm not used to it. I'm usually a bit peppy from my weekend we'll and I'm kind a, of a bit more mellowed today. See what, see how the energy changes. But uh, it is a main episode mm-hmm. uh, and a main episode, is, as everyone knows, say it at once, means we have a guest. Yes, hey. yes. And uh, again, our, our guest today is again uh, calling in via Zoom. Um, so hopefully we don't have... Um, any major problems with that? Uh, she's an accountant. Yes, it was very emphatic that we mentioned that, yes. so that we can make a joke out of it. Um, she's an accountant, friend of the podcast. Her name is Faith. Woo. Hi, Come Faith. Come on down, Faith. Hello. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet everybody. Nice to re-meet you after we had to send you home thanks to the mm. construction work on the weekend. That was the most tense 15 minutes of my life. I was like, will they stop? Will they not stop? Who's to say? Every two seconds, it seemed like they would stop and we're like, shall we go? Can we go? Can we go? Bang, bang, bang. Okay. All right. We'll <laughs> yep. just call it. It's hope. Hope that kills you. Mm-hmm. Are you well, Tell Faith? It. Yes. Yes. It's uh, It's a day that happened. Yes. So that's <laughs> what we can take from that is that not all days have to be cracker amazing days. Sometimes they can just be days. And they you know are. and you know what? Uh you never have to have this day ever again. Ever again. It's true. Ever again. It's in the past. It's, it's moving very forward. true. It's very true. So Faith, you've got a story for us today, but before we do that we need to run you through the rules, mm. which I'm sure okay. you're aware of because you have listened to the podcast before. Our first rule is you have to have a fake name for the person slash people that you are incriminating or talking about. Yes, I have one. Great. Excellent. Tick. What is your fake name? Uh, my fake name is Jay. Jay. Now, is, can I ask, is yes. Jay close in sound to the actual person's name? Because we have... No. Great. <laughs> well done. Because no. we've found that every time people have names that are similar, those are what we call the fuck-up episodes. Zane has to get his producer hat on firmly and bleep away. So three uh, three gold stars to you, Faith, for, for yes. choosing a different uh, different enough uh, alias. Rule number uh, two, yeah. Thomas. Uh, look, if you figure out, those of you readers at home, if you figure out who Faith is talking about and the the, uh, and any other people that happen to be sucked into the story, um, don't be a dick, basically, and and go outing them their real names, professions, and all that. We're no not, doxing. Yes, that's um, we're not here to we're not here to do that. And um, rule number three that I am obligated by the lawyers to say yes. no threats on air. <laughs> so uh, yeah. <laughs> as soon yes. as the episode is over, feel free to threaten should you need. Faith, uh, <laughs> when Liz when Liz said that your face on Zoom went really a, a little bit worried. It's not a rule just for you. No. The no threats rule is <laughs> for everybody. everybody. It's not just one we've designed for you. To, uh, don't worry. It's not. Faith, it's mostly me. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly for me. It's not you, it's Liz. Uh, <laughs> so with rules out of the way. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I love some rules. Uh, and uh, I suppose we hand it over to Faith um, to to pick uh, pick up and and run with her story. Yeah, and, tell um, us. So share as much as you're comfortable sharing. Situate us at the start. Where does this story? 
begin? Okay, so uh, this story begins uh, in high school. Uh, oh, so it's very how appropriate! Fantastic. <laughs> that actually wasn't planned. Like I know that yeah. I know that sometimes people go, "We totally didn't plan that." We totally didn't plan that. I uh, was sitting here the whole time. You're we talking like. Oh boy, do I have a story for you? <laughs> you beauty, I am rubbing my sweaty hands in glee and anticipation, Faith. Please take us away. Uh, so, uh, pretty much, I in high school, I was, uh, four t- I think I was fourteen. Uh, I met a boy, um, which is normally the start of a very great story. And if I'm being honest, the first, like the most of the time through high school was actually pretty good. He was actually, uh, he was, it was actually pretty good. Um, and as normal teenagers do, you know, you're figuring life out, you're figuring yourself out, other people, your emotions, like how you sort of process things. Um, and we did all of that stuff together. So um, we were sort of at the start, I'll let everyone know we were together for seven and a half years. Well wow. done. Well done. Yeah, that is a long, lo- I was going to say long distance, but that has a completely different connotation. Yes. That is a long term high school relationship. It's very long. Um, and so the first like three years, so pretty much like from like grade 10 onwards while we were in high school, it was actually, it was pretty great. Um, and I, those around me were sort of going through the trials of dating in high school. And, and I sort of really didn't have to do that because I'd found someone who was really, really great and we were still together. And so um, I do, like I missed out on a lot of that because mm. I was in a relationship and I was really happy. Um so things sort of started to amp up, I guess, uh, when high school finished. Um, he was also a grade above me. Uh, so um, he finished high school much like earlier than I did. So That's an qu- entire year before I did. That could be quite awkward when that happens. Because, yes, uh, particularly at that age, mm, one year difference is between betwixt teenagers is may as well be a decade. Yeah. doesn't mean squat once you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, but one year difference and he graduates ahead of you. Oh, boy. Big mm-hmm. difference. Yes, very big difference. So um, my last year in high school, obviously, it's very stressful. You know, you've got exams. I was trying to finish high school. I was also uh, bullied relentlessly in high school. So, like, Same. that was High great. five. Uh, so I was kind of dealing with a lot of, like, emotional stuff and, and sort of figuring out people and friendships and stuff like that. Uh, and he was kind of already done. Uh, and he didn't have any of those problems so he wasn't a super kind of help about it um because he just sort of didn't really know how things went um and expecting emotional maturity from a 17 to 18 year old boy i mean really i'm shaking my head yeah. right zero, now it's zero, just impossible zero no. zero percent chance no zero. it's just not gonna happen no no <laughs> So uh, we sort of carried along and um, we, I finished high school and we were still together. And, and at that point, you know, we'd been together for about four years, I think. And people were starting to be like, oh, you know, like, are you going to move in together? Are you going to get married? Mm. Is this, you know, oh, a God. beautiful high yeah. school? I forgot like, that people did that yeah. when you'd been together long term that mm. young. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, it started it, like it sort of started around 18 or so um and it's a lot when you're a kid because you're still, like 18 years old you're still a kid yeah you know, you're a baby so uh and we would be like no 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 and 
we sort of brush it off uh and then uh the sad sort of portion beginning of the sad portion uh, i don't know if i mentioned at the start it's a sad one uh so at 19 years old freshly you know at uni loving life sorting it out uh i find out that i am pregnant whoa yeah um which even at 19 you're still a kid uh and it's still a big deal my mother had me when she was 19 so yeah it's a big deal it's a big deal wow Wow, wow, um so obviously you have to make some decisions in life uh, when you're 19 years old and you still live with your parents and, uh, you know, you're like, is this what I want to do? I don't really know what's going on. I have to make a pretty big choice. So, um, how did you feel when you found out that you were pregnant? Uh, I cried uncontrollably for about three days. Yeah. Yep, that'll do um, it. I was, uh, I had a feeling, I had a vibe, I went to a friend's house cause I was too scared to do it at home. And, um, yep. Then I did the test, found out I was pregnant, uh, bawled my eyes out, called my mother, m- important, you know, called my mom. Of course. Uh, and then I had to call him. Mm-hmm. You know, like he still lived at home, I still lived at home. Uh, I had to call him uh, and he, it was late at night and I was like, dude, I really need to talk to you about something. And he was like, can it wait? I was like, no, it can't. And uh, I basically had to like convince him that this was really important. I really need to talk to him about it. Uh, and I went over and I told him and he kind of didn't do anything. He was just like, oh, and I was like, yeah. And he was like, uh, what do we do? And I was like, I don't know. And, you know, so we had to kind of make a decision about whether or not we wanted to be parents yet Gee. or not. As teenagers. Yeah, 19, Literally still teenagers. Yes. Uh, so it's like it's definitely not a decision that i would wish on anybody Mm -mm. um it is really really hard and um it's yeah it was was just kind of a lot and ultimately we decided uh not to be parents uh because we were still young and i had things i wanted to do and he was an apprentice and it was it was not it was not a vibe yep no um his family are quite religious oh Mm, a wrinkle in the tail so, yeah, his family's quite religious, so um, he just never told anyone. Oh, I guess that's one way to compartmentalise that. You, are you, um, by en- anyone, do you mean his parents, yep. family, anyone? Yeah, okay. Anyone. No support network. Great, Zero cool. People. That's an emotionally healthy not a, way so to do not even a, uh, Not even a best friend or a... No. Uh, no. If he did, he never told me. No. He basically just didn't tell anyone. And um, I, like, obviously my parents knew and uh, my friend that I was yeah. um, at her house when I found out. Uh, and surprisingly enough, my boss, because uh, I'm working casually and I got the phone call with the blood, like they do a blood test to confirm it. I got the call with the results that confirmed it. And I, of course, was distraught. Uh, and my boss was really lovely. And she was like, what happened? And I was like, here's the skinny. Uh, so <laughs> what that a good was it. boss I mean it's yeah. a shame that's not the status quo but it is not the status quo it's not so anyway uh so basically that happened he didn't really tell anyone we didn't talk about it um he stayed with me like the day of and then I was basically on my own uh after that point um and it's a lot for a person to process 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. so he told nobody. You'd told people, and he stayed with you just on the day of your appointment, and then yeah, no support after that. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus. Um, so I mean, obviously, I don't want to go into too much detail because that could be a very sensitive topic. But I kind of just wanted to know how you felt after it happened did you feel like you'd made the right decision and you know yeah yeah. like I've (laughs) heard from friends of mine so I know at least two or three people who've had to Mm. to go for a a termination appointment and all of them had confirmed after it happened that they'd made the right decision and that's so lucky because that's not the case for everybody yeah, I. Uh, it's hard to describe. Your body kind of goes through a lot, of, a lot in a short period because mm. your, like, hormones are completely unbalanced. Mm-hmm. So, like, part of you, well, at least for me, uh, part of me really mourned it, and I was really sad about it. Um, but I think a large part of that is due to the hormonal changes that your body goes through. Well, yeah, um, absolutely. Like, even even people who are trying to get pregnant and whatnot, like the hormonal changes that you go through because your body and your brain are like programmed scientifically to make you want this <laughs> yeah so uh and I know that like not disclaimer not everyone agrees with my choice um, no and that's another that's a whole extra layer on mm. top of that that it's not universal pro-choice there are yeah. a lot of people who are against that yeah so um but that was the choice that i made i think it was a very very good decision um and we kind of moved on and from that point i was like look what are we doing yeah (laughs) we've been together i think four or five years at that point and i I was like what are we doing like well it would cause you to reevaluate a lot of things right yeah pushing pushing yourself that far into the future before you planned it yeah i definitely uh felt like i definitely felt very different after the appointment i felt like i think a bit more of an adult at that point because i was like okay like i've made a pretty adult decision here yeah and And i was it also because he didn't didn't uh didn't tell people that he didn't uh, I don't know, meet you halfway? Is that a, is that? Is yeah, that... I definitely, sort of a, a recurrent theme in the relationship pretty much until it ended was that um, I oftentimes would have issues or have feelings about something and he just didn't. And as a result, I was the one who was either incorrect or had to sort it out because I was the one with the issue. So it was kind of my thing to do. And once you notice these things, it's very hard to unsee Mm. them. Yeah. So um, we kind of, I kind of fast tracked us a bit into like moving in together because I was like, look, you know, like we've been together for this amount of time. Like, do you want to be with me? Mm. is Is this what we're doing? Because... I don't want to, like, people are asking questions. There's a certain level of obligation that we have here. Um, I feel like I've spent five years with someone and he's pretty content to just keep living his life as it is and I'm not. And, like, so, like, we moved in together uh, and prior to moving in together, he was very comfortable at home, uh, had a great life there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, surely it was not without any, like, it's, it's issues, but, like, you know, his... He was very well taken care of um, mm-hmm. at home. Having dated so, someone who went straight from his mother's house to living on res at uni for a year to my house, 
there was a vast difference in the <laughs> amount of maid service and yes. pre-prepared food in the situations to the point where I ended up saying that he had to go and live by himself before I would actually settle down with him. <laughs> you know, I don't blame you for that. It's uh, it's hard it's... <laughs> being someone's mum when you're dating them, isn't and, it? Uh, and uh, frustrating and, and <laughs> comma and comma and comma. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely, uh, I definitely was not quite prepared for the level of uh, housewifiness that was required of me uh, in the space. So, um, and I don't blame, like, so I don't blame his parents for like his behavior or like the basically the the life that we lived because i think that they were simply a product of their time and he was a product of them and and stuff like that so um i sort of realized when we moved in together that like he had this very set idea about what he wanted his life to be like and i was not often consulted about what that is and i was mm. merely expected to be there that's rather not a than... partnership no <laughs> Yeah, it's not really like I wasn't really participating. I was just kind of there. Um, so we lived in a house that he chose and a size that he chose because he needed a lot of extra space for his own personal things. And um, he just wanted to keep living the same life he was living at home. Yeah. But in this house, um, and he never really explicitly asked this, but it was basically my responsibility to kind of take care of the house because he didn't really see it, which is a common theme. Mm. Um, and he planned his life and his time around himself. And then I also lived there. Mm. Hmm. So. How fun. Oh, it was great. Um, How fun. It definitely was the worst experience of my life and I would never do it again. Um, but we basically fell into this routine and I, uh, to kind of put it in perspective, he was very distant and not exceptionally emotional. Uh, he, when I would try to talk to him about my feelings, he would be like, well, that's not what I meant to do. So it's kind of on you for like feeling that way. Just, I don't know if everyone at home felt Liz clench up then, if, if that rippled through space and time. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is the button this working? Is I want to hit the button. Uh, I'm sure we can get it. Yes. Yes. This Sorry. is why the you had the no threats uh, rule at the start. Yes. I yeah. did think that you probably wouldn't like him. So yeah, yeah. I just it. I uh, no. <laughs> That's all I've got. Nope. Not into it. Yeah. So uh, he also um, his favorite technique to use uh, if I did something that he did not like, um, such as go outside. Uh uh, what? Talk. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't really like my friends. He didn't oh boy. like sorry. it when I went places because he didn't trust other people. And he again, didn't like again. I want it again. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So this is the stage at, in which we start. I'm like 20, 21 at this point. And how long this, have you been together? At the, uh, is, uh, towards the end, this six is years? Like six, seven. Where so towards... we're at like six. The right. last year was basically me trying to get out. So yeah. we're at like six, six and a half years at this point. Yep. Right. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I sure am doing a lot of wifely duties. Uh, 
for did a man he... who hasn't even committed to that level to exactly. be Exactly. Mm. Like, did he even ever offer to do any of these things or did he just go, well, why aren't you doing your job in the house? He, if he did them, it was what he wanted to do. Yeah. So he would, like, make food that he wanted or he would, yes. like, uh, he would he would do the laundry, but mostly because he needed things done. Uh, if it My wasn't ex for me, would only ever do his own laundry, though. He'd do a load and he'd do a half load with only his clothes in it because my girly clothes yeah, are too um, confusing and highfalutin to be able to, like, read the fucking label. Can't have, your, can't have yours mingling with mine. And with he mine. used to say that he couldn't. I was like, why didn't you clean the bathroom? And he's like, I just don't see mess like you do. Oh, my God. You've got special sense. Uh, I just don't mess see mess. Sentence. He didn't change the sheets on our bed in the entire six years that we were together. Dear Lord. <laughs> I, when I moved in with Jay. Jay. <laughs> uh, I've avoided saying the name because I'm worried about messing it up. Yeah. Um, but uh, basically when we, when we moved in together, uh, I bought a queen size bed for us because he was still sleeping in the single bed yep. that he had slept in all through his life. <laughs> did we date the same person? Yes. <laughs> Maybe we did. We like had a sliding doors relationship with the same person. <laughs> We may have. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It uh, every time someone is just like that happened to me too. It makes me feel so much better. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I wasn't overreacting. No. This is totally a thing. Hence <laughs> yes. the point of this podcast. Yes. We bring uh, your lonely story to the world, and uh, everyone and goes, goes yes, 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 me yes, too. yes. Yeah. So uh, it's. It, it was just like he would kind of do things, but he would either he would only ever clean the house if prompted. Mm-hmm. So you're doing emotional labor on that level. Yeah. Mm. So I would have to kind of tell him what to do, uh, or I would have to be the police about it. You know, I would have to come and like check his work because if I asked him to do something, he wouldn't do it properly. Yeah. Like if I asked him to clean the bathroom, he wouldn't like he wouldn't do yeah. the job in its entirety. Yeah. Exactly. And so this is like a whole extra level. Whereas not only are you doing all of the physical work in the house, but when you don't do it, you have to make sure that it gets done. And, mm. you know, you ha- if they're like, these people, they sometimes just go, why can't you just tell me? And I'm like, it's not your job to police how that happens. They should know how to adult. You don't have to carry the load of making sure everybody else does everything. Absolutely. Yeah. You're not <sighs> raise, you, you shouldn't have to raise your man. No. <laughs> no. I definitely felt a, I definitely felt like a mother and I felt like a maid. Um and I I actually don't think I have a particularly high standard of house cleanliness. I think I'm pretty like normal. Uh, but he just he just wouldn't see it, uh, and he wouldn't do it unless he was asked by me. Yeah. Uh, and then if I did ask him, it was a big to do and a big song and dance about doing it. Um, did he so... want to medal every time he actually did something? No, he would just kind of huff and puff, you uh. know, and like. He just, yeah, it was only ever if I prompted it and only ever if I was like, we're doing this. Like, yeah. I did not feel as though he would unprompted do these tasks. And Did you ever might... get to the point that you wanted to Mexican standoff and just do nothing forever? Uh. I did. I did. <gasps> yes. um, I did do that, uh, except I like, I have to sleep in those sheets and that was really Gross. And I like, would change if this is me now. So me back then did everything. Liz now would say, "Cool. So if you don't want to clean it, you don't get to use it. So if you don't mm-hmm. change the sheets on the bed, you on the floor. If you don't clean the bathroom, you can't have a shower. And if you don't clean the house, you're not allowed in. Get out. Yep. I mean, there's flaws to that plan, and I recognize these flaws." 
but I would have been petty now. It it got really hard. Uh, and um, when I would try to bring stuff to him, he would basically do exactly what I said before, where he would be like, mm, well, it's not that big a deal. So um, you just need to like get over it or like process it or like come to terms with it. And I'm like, cool. Cool. So gaslighting cool. too. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. yes. Uh, I have never met a greater gaslighter in my entire life than that man. Um, oh, wow. He was so good at it. I don't even think he knew when he was doing it. No, most of them mm. don't. They just think the world has a problem with me and I'm a victim all of the time. Why is everybody on my back about shit when it's, you know, it's their issue, not everybody else's. Yeah. So uh, I basically was this, was this man's mother uh, for a good long while until I realised that I was dreadfully unhappy. Yeah, babe. And that this isn't how life is meant to be. It's not meant to be this hard. And I kind of... Part of me was like, oh, you know, like this is everyone has problems, you know, yes. like everyone's man doesn't know how to do anything because it's a, such a common issue. But uh, when I started sort of talking to people about it, um, he did really alienate me from a lot of people, a lot of my friends, um, because he didn't like them. Uh, so if I would invite them over, um, because we lived in this huge, ginormous house and I would like people to come over and hang out with me and spend time with me, uh, he would just ignore them. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like they would be in the house and he pretty, would just... Pretty poor behaviour. Yeah, sorry. Ignore them and like... See, so I feel like they do this though so that you're that you stop talking to the people who will be able to tell you that what he is doing is not right. Mm. That's exactly why he did it. He did not like my best friend um, because he knew that she wasn't happy. He knew that she was, she could see what was happening and that her advice was to, for me to leave him. Um, And so he was so rude to her and he got inside my head about it that I basically stopped talking to her for like a year and a half, (sighs) which is wild because we'd been friends for so, so long. And then I had like, he had got to me and like, we've sorted it out now. Like I I talked to her about it and she could see what was happening to me. And she was just like, I knew what was happening and I did everything that I could. And I knew that it wasn't you. And like, he, he would like insult my parents and, um, he wasn't really particularly supportive of me making new friends. If I did want to, if I wanted to like go out and hang out with my friends um he would be get really upset and he would be like I just don't trust other people I'm worried that you'll get hurt I'm worried whatever and I was like I'm literally going two streets up the road to have a drink with my friends I'm worried that you'll be out of my sphere of control so I can't be your puppet master anymore yeah and then uh if I so if I did decide to do something that he did not like um his response uh would be to not talk to me withholding affection Mm. classic Classic and I, I mean, for like move. a like three to four days. Yep. And it, this, uh, there's only two of us in that house, and uh, it's awful. It's awful. Yeah, because uh, then your brain starts telling you to go crawling back to him to get that affection and talking back. So he gets exactly what he wants because he's a manipulative bastard. Yeah, and like I truly, to this day, do not think that he ever meant to do any of this on purpose. But that does not make it any less hurtful, and it does not invalidate all the time that I did try to raise with him that what he was doing was wrong and it was hurting me and he minimized it every time. Like if your partner is coming to you being like, you are doing X, it's making me feel Y and we need to do Z to fix it. And you're looking at them being like, 
I don't understand. Why that's, are you so fucked up? <laughs> that's on you. Yeah. Like you need to do something about that because if someone is coming to you with an issue, your response should not be that it's their problem for having an issue. Your response should be, my partner isn't feeling good and I want to work together to help them feel better in our relationship. And look, so- I understand when some people probably haven't been criticized in their life, it can be hard to not immediately jump to being defensive. And this is me mm. playing devil's advocate because, God, I fucking hate it when people won't own up to their mistakes. <laughs> yeah. But I'm acknowledging that if this is the first time in your life that someone has come to you and said that that there's a problem and your immediate reaction is to get defensive, you need to start and look inward and figure out yep. why that is your gut instinct Absolutely. to get defensive. Because usually mm. it's because you see a kernel of truth in there and you might need to address that. And it's hard. It is hard to step up and acknowledge when you are hurting somebody else. Because no one wants to be told that they're hurting somebody else. But you cannot live your life constantly telling everybody that the problem is with them because you'll leave a trail of really fucked up, you know, a trail of people that you've really hurt in your wake and nothing will ever get any better for you. You will constantly have people... The same problems will keep boomeranging back at you again and again and again and you'll just keep batting women, like women after women away if you don't learn. You'll just... Yeah. Do the work. If you do the work... It's uh, scary and it's hard. It is hard, but it will make your life tenfold easier down the track. It just will. Think of how fulfilling your relationships would be if you weren't a (laughs) douchebag. Truly, truly. I got so tired of doing all of the emotional work for him when I would try to talk to him that eventually it was no longer fruitful for me to bring things to him. So he won. That's exactly what he wanted. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So he won and I ended up basically in that house and it was a big house and it was wonderful. And I have truly, I've said this before, I've truly never felt so alone in my entire life than I did living with him in that house. And I have been to that house after our relationship has ended and that house was a prison and I, I can't even drive past, I can't even drive past it. No, Um, what's trauma response now? Yeah, I like, I felt so small and so silenced that I had, and then I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed Mm. that I'd let that happen to me. And like, that is something that I think a lot of people have found familiarity in, in that they've been like, they didn't, when they realized they were so embarrassed that they had let that happen to themselves because, you know, we hear about it all the time in the media, but I can say for certainty, it is really hard to see. It is really hard to see it when you're in it. And the only way that I came around to it is because my parents did not let go of telling me that there was a problem in the house. So, um, it's like to the story of how I got out, mm. uh, or, or at least to sort of preface how I got out. I realized that uh, I was really, I was deeply, deeply unhappy with this man, uh, and I didn't want to do this anymore, and that I needed to get out, but I didn't know how to do it because anytime I would try to talk to him, nothing would happen. And so I, my mother used to come and stay with us because she lives in Toowoomba, but she'd work in Brisbane sometimes, so she would stay in our spare room. We had plenty of room, mm-hmm. so uh, and he hated it. <laughs> Uh, of course. And uh, she would come and stay with us. And um, this was this is sort of 
as a little tangent, sorry, it's a big story. Um, as a little tangent, my standard evening would go. I would come home from work and I would be like, okay, you know, like I have to make dinner before he gets home. Um, so the dinner is ready when he does get home. Uh, and he would arrive home. Uh, he would, uh, I'm not going to say this about him actually, because it will probably, it's really sort of telling of who he is. Uh, basically he would arrive home uh, and I wasn't allowed to talk to him for 30 to 45 minutes after he got home. I'm I explain what my face is doing right now. Sort of perplexed fury is the way I'll I'll describe it. Just how just ah uh, sorry everyone scream into the void. Ah! Ah! Okay, sorry yeah. Faith. No, it's fine. It's uh it's I really I, I I sometimes I really wish I was making this up. I really really do. No, and look uh, honestly, I we've had plenty of guests who've come on before who tell stories like this and go I just don't understand like I'm, I don't understand how I strong independent me let mm. this happen. But it's so slow. It happens so slow over such a long period of time that by the end yeah. of it up is down and black is white and you have no fucking idea. Yeah. It's uh it's and you do it so I, that he doesn't not talk to you again for a couple of days. Yeah. So he would uh, he he needed time to cool down after work. So I wasn't allowed to talk to him for about thirty to forty five minutes. He would come home. He would get a drink. He would go into his office, and I wasn't allowed to talk to him. Uh, and if I bothered him, he'd get really upset. And then dinner would be ready. He would take his plate, go back to his office, sit in front of his computer, eat his dinner. Uh, we had a perfectly nice dining table that we actually painted together. Uh, and I had explained to him when we moved in together that I had never owned a dining table or lived in a house that uh, could have a dining table uh, and so I really wanted to eat at the dining table it's special to me uh, and that was few and far between so uh, I would eat alone he would eat and then he would come out deposit his plate sometimes he'd wash up depends deposit uh, his yes. plate Drop it and off. then he would go downstairs uh, he had an entire area downstairs that was his uh, and he would go downstairs and he would stay there all night uh, and I, sometimes I would go down and try to talk to him um, but he mostly ignored me um, and I never felt particularly welcome in that space uh, sometimes he would invite over his friends not tell me that people were coming over um, and that was my life that was my life I'm for... so sorry you Likewise. had to deal with that that's fucking horrible and it just must have been like that Pavlovian response of every time he starts pulling away you feel like you need to keep him happy and walk on those eggshells so that you don't get punished further like yep. and now I'm like now I mean I've, I've had a lot of therapy <laughs> well done uh, you as should we all so, uh, and I haven't even begun to scratch the surface of how I felt and what happened to me. Um, but I have the, a trauma response now to that behavior uh, that I am now working desperately hard to unlearn. Um, but basically, if I had an issue or I, or I wanted just a crumb of affection, if I wanted that man to speak to me, if I wanted anything, I was like, everything has to be perfect. Yeah. 
Jeez. Oh, I know that enough. well. It's that is a hard enough. one to unlearn. It's like I'm like the house has if the house is perfect and the dinner is cooked and I don't talk to him within thirty to forty five minutes of him coming home and everything's ready and and then there'll be nothing for him to complain about and there'll be no issues and he'll spend time with me. Yeah. And you know what? He never did. Hot take. He no. Never did. This is the like that episode where my friend had a go at me because I was washing the stove with a in a ball gown because I was like, if the house is perfect, when he comes home, he's not going to yell at me about anything. Yeah, fucking ball gown, Faith. <laughs> yep. So, Faith, what brought the this whole saga to an end? What finally? So, what finally did it? Uh, what finally did it was uh, my mother, um, who was coming to stay with us, had basically noticed that this behaviour was really bad, and I would cry, call her crying all the time. Uh, she came over to stay, uh, and I had become at this point I had become a raging alcoholic because I had it was miserable, and we went to the bottle shop to get wine for dinner and then I sat in my car and I drank the hot bottle in my driver's seat oh, baby. with my mum beside me and I was in tears and I was like I need to get out and I don't know how and I think I was out within two months <laughs> my wow. mum was like well mum was like I'm gonna get this Here done we go, yeah Yep. Uh, and credit where credit's due to uh, another person in my life who I don't actually associate with anymore at the time. Um, but he helped me get out because he helped me see that any everything that uh, my partner had convinced me like about myself was not true. I was like, no one will ever love me. No one will ever want me. Blah, 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 blah. And he was like, that's untrue. Uh, and I definitely do. And uh, what's happening to you is terrible. So like, he did help. Yeah. Good. Help Good man. That I could see that I was like, you know what? I will be okay if I get out. Yes. And I had somewhere to go. I had to move back in with my parents. I had somewhere to go. And then I was like, okay. And then I just had to pick a time. Uh, and if anyone has ever gotten out of a situation like this, uh, probably understands that feeling of like, not bargaining, but that feeling of like, well, I can't do it then because it's Christmas. Well, I can't do it then because right, it's yeah. someone's birthday. And you do this like... Excuse making, yeah. This like timeline where you're like, okay, when is the time? And uh, I decided to do it in that period between New Year's Eve and his birthday. Yeah. When, uh, yeah, I was gonna, not going to say when his birthday was because yes. But um, so, and then how did you do it? Uh, I sat him down at the table and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, and I, I'm leaving you basically because I'd never broken up with someone. I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. And he was mm. so shocked. How? How? He was like, what? Are you, are you kidding me? But who will clean my floors? And yes, who will right. wash my dishes? And yeah. who will cook my dinners? I still think to this day he's super. He he does not understand why we broke up. So yeah, I don't know. The the level of self deception that those people have to go through in order to exist in their own little world is astounding. Truly, um, so like I'm out now. I've been out for many years. Wonderful, uh, well done. And uh, I know that he has also had a had had another partner um who left in a similar manner to me mm. so i wonder at what point he's going to realize that it's Never. not you it's him no lessons being no. learned by this chappy no. uh, and in and in that vein sh- uh, should we move on to lessons learned yes. faith yes. what do you what do you learn from from this whole unfortunate um, uh, saga um as much as it's like Obviously, there's elements of what happened to me that uh, I now see as someone who's been out of it several times as like 
emotional abuse yes mm. uh which was not my fault um i do feel as though i have worked really hard on communication and communicating better in relationships and learning that like if you're trying to talk to someone and they're just they're not getting it at some point you have to let go yeah because you're only going to keep hurting yourself and um if you can like communication is a skill that everyone has to learn and if you can put the time in about effective communication methods and it's still not working it's not you no not you so um yeah so I definitely think that it taught me a lot about um myself and it taught me a lot about effective versus ineffective communication and like what types of conversations will work and what types of conversations won't work and what to do if it's not working so so what I learned which is a lesson that I have learned many times Mm. in my life (laughs) but if you find yourself slipping into the role of mother Mm. slash father slash parent and when you have a discussion about that nothing changes nothing will ever 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 change that's the thing you need to make sure that you're in a relationship where both people see it as their duty to look after your joint possessions you shouldn't have to tell somebody when they need to wash some sheets or when they need to do the dishes if you find yourself slipping into the role of caretaker when you're supposed to be a lover that's almost certainly never going to work we could i reckon we could do a whole new episode just on lessons learned for 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 this case there's so many different things the one I'll stick to is, ladies and gentlemen and all and sundry, if you live with someone, show some respect for them and yourself and do some and do some cleaning. Forget the other person. Show yourself some self-respect yeah. and get the hoover out and do the floors. Show yourself some bloody respect. Because sitting there is waiting for someone else to clean your mess. It's just you living in your own mess, you filthy no. motherfucker. Sorry, I'm getting no. carried away no, here. No, no, no. I am a neat freak, can you tell? And yes. in my relationship, I do most of the cleaning. But that's fine because my girlfriend does other things in return. This it's is the thing, and, and I've said this a million times, is that when you are in a relationship, Relationship with someone, and it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship, it's any kind of relationship. You both let like, you think of the relationship as a bank, and you both have to contribute. And it doesn't matter what currency that you contribute in, as long as both of you are contributing. So, if some of you do the housework, and one of you does the gardening, and one of you does the cooking. Mm. If one person is continually depositing that currency in the bank and the other person is continually withdrawing without making any deposits in any love language currency, fuck them off. It's a bad line of credit. Like, there's no way that's ever going to work out. I just... And look, the only way that you can change people who are like this is when they're a baby. Like, (laughs) (laughs) changing nappies is the only time that you're ever going to make those people change. Like, it's butting your head against a wall. And also, if you have strong... If you are a friend on the outside looking Mm. at some of your friends doing these relationships, another big lesson that I've learned is don't stop telling them what they do deserve because eventually when you're getting to the, you know, five, six-year mark, all of the little comments that were mentioned along the way will start adding up and adding up and it may not look like it's doing anything at the time, but those comments add up to a ladder that enables them to crawl out of what's been happening. Would you agree, Faith? I would absolutely agree and I think, like... 
definitely stick by people who are like that and also know that telling people to get out is in theory great and absolutely true but it is difficult to understand how hard that is to do Mm. until you have really been in it Mm -hmm. um Mm. because i think about all the times i should have left uh all the times he did things that should not have happened and uh i still didn't go and people told me to leave and it's really not like you kind of have to come there on your own but like it's definitely like don't don't leave them like yeah just provide the support where and when you can and eventually the message will yep, get through faith thank you so much for sharing that story and i'm so happy that you are out of that shitty relationship and into one that is you know hopefully a lot more communicative and reciprocal it is uh i would say leagues ahead amazing <laughs> i, I feel before. like yeah. excellent excellent um Yes, thank you for thank you for your your honesty and your bravery on coming coming on our, our little show. It's not the easiest thing to do. I've not done it as a guest. I don't know if I have the balls to do it. So well done to all everyone that comes on our show and shares their story. Readers at home, I hope you enjoy the stories or continue doing so. And if you are, why don't you throw us a rate or a review or a like or share our show to someone? Someone you know will get something out of this podcast. Yeah, if you are listening to this going, oh my God, that's just like so and so then you send this link to them and be like don't listen to me listen to these guys because mm. they know some stuff all right if you would like to be a guest you can go to that's not canon.com forward slash ghost of boyfriends past and fill in our little form catch us on any of the social medias um but in the meantime thank you faith thank you tom and just don't be someone's maid in a relationship don't do it don't do it <laughs> cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com there are known knowns known unknowns and unknown unknowns but there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.